That's right. This is another episode of the Cafe American podcast. This is going to be a short one because I am just not feeling that great. I got a little itty bitty sore throat and I'm starting to get achy with a runny nose. So this is going to be almost no show prep. I somehow doubt I'm going to be uh, doing another hour and a half podcast. Uh, if you want, you can listen to me on the Wake Up Radar. That is such a such an awkward name. Okay, so I'm on a show called Resonance. The network that I'm on is called OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. And you could listen to me there every Thursday from uh, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, every other week and Saturday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM, WUSB.FM. Uh, I did a show last Saturday, so you can go into the archives. I'm going to start downloading those episodes, finally. I'll have to find out some way to do it. And uh, I'll upload those on Podbean, Stitcher, and YouTube as well. So, first off, I want to talk about Mueller and his testimony. It was an enormous flop. It was an enormous flop for the Democrats because the Democrats were banking every single thing they had on Mueller getting out there and saying something that would incriminate Trump. And clearly, he is guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors. And you have Jerry Nadler. He comes rolling out there, and he says uh, quickly, see, this is the thing. When you don't do show prep, you just never, ah, here we go. All right, so Mueller was out there, and basically he gave the Democrats a big whiff. Nothing happened. And, of course, if you listen to CNN and MSNBC, they're all saying, oh, this clearly this is time for impeachment. No, it's not. Nothing happened. Nothing changed. Nadler, after this whole debacle, was on CNN, Jake Tapper's show. By the way, this is what you should know about Jake Tapper, especially in a woke Me Too world, in a post-Jeffrey Epstein arrest world. Jake Tapper's wife, I don't remember her name, but she does something in Washington, D.C. circuits. And she has a little bio up of her, and she's a, just a happy homemaker, and always likes baking muffins and whatever else. And then, oh my goodness, she loves to go out with her kids more than anything else. And do you know where she likes to take her kids for pizza? Yes, you got it. Ping pong pizza, ping pong comet pizza, whatever the fuck it is. Yes, the pizza joint that was outed in WikiLeaks, possibly for drug dealing, possibly for child trafficking, possibly for human trafficking. So what is Jake Tapper's wife doing with his kids going to a pedophilia pizza joint? So stuff that in your pipe and smoke it. Anyway, uh, Jerry Nadler goes on Jake Tapper's show and says that Trump has violated the law six ways from Sunday. And Mueller's report offers very substantial evidence that Trump is guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors worthy of impeachment. Okay, let's get one thing straight. If the Mueller report was clearly providing substantial evidence that Trump is guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors, then there would be no question that all of a sudden we would find ourselves in an impeachment inquiry and subsequently impeachment proceedings. Guess what? None of that is happening. And 
And the Democrats, along with Jerry Nadler, do not have the votes to do anything involving impeachment. So this idiot is talking out of both sides of his mouth, and he is trying to make sure that the Democrat base has something to grab onto when the 2020 elections come through. And Jerry Nadler is a nobody. He's a dope, and he's not going to get anywhere. If anything is going to happen with Russiagate and all this stuff, it's going to come down on the Democrats in the worst sort of way. You have no idea what's going to be coming out. Uh, you know, th this is the in the past two weeks, I started to pay attention to Q, you know, QAnon and all of that stuff. I it's been around for years, and I th this is the first time I'm starting to look at this. And I will say this, it's been very accurate in the two weeks that I've been looking at it, especially when it comes to Jeffrey Epstein predicting uh, resignations in the Trump administration and other items as such. So it does have my interest. I do check it out now, uh, but I'm, the jury is still out for me on that. Uh, let's see. Nadler continues on CNN. Uh, that despite the fact that fewer than half of House Democrats support launching an impeachment probe, Mueller's testimony was on an inflection point for the country, and that was more evidence is uncovered that the American people will come to understand the gravity of the situation. Yes, the gravity of the situation involving the Democrats, Hillary Clinton, and former staff members for John McCain, James Clapper, Stroke, McCabe, and McCain, Obama, Michael Obama, I mean Michelle Obama. <laughs> but, but, when asked by Tapper whether he agreed with California Democrat Representative Jackie Speer, who said if Democrats don't take action on impeachment by September 1st, we should just shut it down. And Nadler disagreed. We have to do this, whatever time frame there is, and we're doing it now. We're engaged in an investigation into those different alleged crimes and to whether the president violated his oath of office. He didn't. He did not. This is why I'll tell you one thing. I've mentioned this before. But one thing that people cannot get around, this one fact that people cannot get around, because I was speaking about this this weekend, is when somebody is elected, to be president of the United States. Okay. Don't you think before they sit down in the Oval Office, don't you think that maybe, just maybe, the president-elect would have gone through background checks? Don't you think they would have gone through very substantial background checks, including reading all of your emails, phone calls, text messages, listening to anything that was out there on you? Don't you think something like that would have happened? Of course it does. Yours truly interviewed with a government agency over the years, and they specifically tell you, Watch out for what you do over your phone. So, I this was years ago. So, and they, they do this for nobodies like me. I subsequently did not get the job, but they, regardless, they were doing it back then. And you think 
somebody like Donald Trump, one, didn't already have all of his inf- uh, all of his electronics tapped and emails and social media. One, he didn't already have that happening to him. And two, since he won the presidency, don't you think they would have gone through all of that again with a finer toothed comb? Don't you think if Donald Trump was conspiring with a foreign country and usurping the freedoms of America and so on and so forth, don't you think somebody would have picked up on that? And I had I was talking to one person and this individual who I thought was brilliant. Or at least bright. I didn't think it was brilliant, but at least bright. He's like, do they do that for for presidents? What are you fucking... What what do you think? Of course they do that for presidents. Yes, they're going to put presidents through background checks, and they're going to read text messages and emails for as long as they have them stored. Yes, presidents go through background checks, and the government agencies read and listen to everything. So yeah, so there's nothing there. And Nadler is up Shit's Creek. He's got nothing. Nothing. If anybody has anything, it's going to be Trump and his side. So watch out for that over the course of the next year. There, I can almost see no way Donald Trump does not get elected in 2020. I, I can't say. July of 2019, that is my official prediction that Trump will be the next president there's nothing out there right now no democrat candidate no evidence of collusion or anything else like that there's nothing going on and you can't convince me otherwise so another uh mind-boggling moron is uh democrat representative ted lieu california representative ted lieu was the best example so far of idiocy in my humble opinion uh, he was out there uh, with Mueller when Mueller was up there shooting his mouth off. And Ted Lieu decided to ask Mueller, the reason, again, that you did not indict Donald Trump is because of Office of Legal Counsel Opinion stating that you cannot indict a sitting president, correct? Gee, what, what talk about a question, huh? You, 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 this is what it is, right? Correct? Yeah. Asking a yes or no question. Of course, Mueller responded, that is correct, because Mueller is pandering to the Democrats at that point. But, however, before the Democrats could crack open the champagne, and before, or after I should say, after all the major media outlets got their soundbite with Ted Lieu's questions, uh, the Daily Caller's Chuck Ross decided to come out and say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. As usual, the mainstream media and Democrats are not telling the full story. Mr. Mueller opened round two of his testimony with the following. Now, before we go to questions, I want to add one correction to my testimony this morning. I want to go back to one thing that was said this morning by Mr. Liu, who said, and I quote, you didn't charge the president because of the OLC opinion. Sorry for popping the mic. This is not the correct way to say it, Mueller said. As we say in the report, and as I said in the opening, we did not reach a determination as to whether the president committed a crime. So counter to what Jerry Nadler 
was saying earlier that there's plenty of evidence in the Mueller report that Trump is guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors. Really? Okay, well, you've got the supposed author of the Mueller report right here saying, and by the way, he didn't write that. His name was just signed on the cover. You had that moron, that imbecile Weissman uh, behind the scenes writing the Mueller report the whole time, and his group of camp Democrat campaign donors were the ones investigating Donald Trump. Gee, I wonder if there's bias in that. So, of course, it's a bullshit report. And it should never have seen the light of day. So Jerry Nadler is up Shit's Creek. He's saying there's plenty of evidence in the Mueller report. But then you got Mueller right here, right here. He said, we did not reach a determination as to whether the president committed a crime, meaning the president did not commit any crimes. There is no evidence that the, that the sitting president, Donald Trump, committed a crime. That's it. There's nothing more to this. That is it. No evidence of a crime. There's nothing you can't you can't parse those words. So when you hear all the Democrats and Nadler and and Schiff, Schiff needs a tailor. So if you want to donate to that, I am willing to begin a Kickstarter campaign. Get Schiff a tailor because he doesn't know how to buy his shirts. Uh, when you hear people out there, well, it's the OLC opinion, and that's the reason why we couldn't go after it. No, that is a crutch. The real explanation for why Trump is still president and there are no impeachment inquiries or probes is because there was no evidence that the president committed a crime. And this comes from Mueller's mouth. I mean, yes, Mueller's mouth. There's nothing else to this. So, moving right along, there are also some very interesting developments going on. One of these things being the Director of National Intelligence, Dan Coats. He is out and he leaves his post at August 15th, or August on August 15th, I should say. Now, Dan Coates is what people refer to as somebody that is a sleeper, meaning he plays along with the game, but he's really aligned with somebody else. You have to think in intelligence terms. So if Dan Coates is, you know, he, he doesn't he doesn't create any waves. He works with Donald Trump. He does go out there and contradicts Donald Trump. However, he, you know, he plays along, does his job. He's considered a patriot by Comey and all the other Democrats. However, it is known that he will probably double-cross Trump at the most inopportune moments. So Trump essentially said, okay, bye, you're out. And somebody else is going to be walking in there. That person is Ratcliffe, congressman from Texas. He has been known to be a very, very ardent Trump supporter, which is fine. Uh, however, what's also worthy of noting is the following. Dan Coates, director of DNI, is the one that is standing in the way of the declassification of the FISA applications 
that allowed the Democrats and Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton to spy on American citizens based off of a made-up story, the Christopher Steele dossier. So once Dan Coats is out of there, then Ratcliffe can go in and say, oh, declassified, declassified, ha, 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 declassified. So you're going to see it's going to be a very, very interesting summer because most of Congress is going to be off over the course of the next month or so. But you got people in there that are going to make headlines, not only in the Democrat side, uh, but, you know, look out for a lot a lot of what's going on. Uh, mainly, mainly Coates is out because he was contradicting Trump. Like I said, he's also a sleeper. And Coates went out there and was very upset when he was speaking to Andrea Mitchell on NBC News. Andrea Mitchell brought up the idea that, uh, what's his face, Donald Trump invited Putin to Washington and uh, Mr. Coates was very, very perplexed. He said, say that again. Okay, this is going to be special. And he said that to the chortling of the audience, like he was playing to the audience. So it's just one example of Dan Coates being a smarmy prick and why people should not be too upset about Dan Coates taking a powder forever. Forever. One of the other things that we have to be worried about now is the CIA written bill. This is according to Mass Private Tell blog. Uh, the Intelligence Authorization Act, SB 3153, SB 3153, would essentially criminalize anybody that is a whistleblower. Section 733. Sense of Congress on WikiLeaks, you will see the following sentence. It is the sense of Congress that WikiLeaks and the senior leadership of WikiLeaks resembles a non-state hostile intelligence service often abetted by state actors and should be treated as such a service by the United States. Meaning they can start droning WikiLeaks employees, including Julian Assange. That also means that Julian Assange could be tried in a military tribunal and not... A regular court of law. So that means he could end up in Guantanamo if he hasn't already or been renditioned to a black site in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Hello, Diego Gar... What is it? Something Garcia. I think it was Diego Garcia. I think that's what the, the, the island was. So, demand progress. Uh, warned. House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff is once more putting the interests of the intelligence communities uh, in concealing their misdeeds ahead of the protecting of the rights of the ordinary Americans by criminalizing routine reporting by the press on national security issues and undermining congressional oversight in his intelligence authorization bill. Meaning the CIA and the intelligence community can do whatever they want. They can write whatever rules they want and then go after whoever they want. Especially if that individual makes, oh, I don't know, makes hay about uh, of some of their more dastardly doings, like uh, I don't know, killing civilians in a helicopter in a helicopter, which is where WikiLeaks uh, really came to light. Uh, Schiff's 
expansion of the Intelligence Identities Act, uh, Protection Act beyond all reason will effectively muzzle reporting on torture, mass surveillance, and other crimes against the American people, all at the request of the CIA. Schiff is clearly the resistance to the resistance, and he should drop this provision from the bill. Ron Paul finally adds, the measure is designed in the CIA's own words to prevent the kind of transparency that was provided by WikiLeaks. It is a war on the free press. Well, the first thing is there is no free press. The intelligence communities and the Pentagon, along with the federal government and their various agencies, have compromised any sort of news outlet, whether it is social media, whether it is the major news networks. They're all compromised. Just and If you want examples of how these people are compromised, just go to MSNBC or Fox News. All of these old uh, generals or all these old uh, administrative official administration officials like uh, Clapper and Brennan, they all have these sweetheart deals out there to be advisors or consultants for CNN and MSNBC. Yeah, they look. Once you're in one of those intelligence communities, you don't leave. You really don't leave. Unless it's possibly in a body bag. But you're always going to be in touch with those kinds of people. You've got the, you still have your top secret clearances or beyond top secret uh, clearances. And uh, Trump revoked those clearances and took them away from people like uh clapper and brennan and then all all the media oh my god he's such a tyrant oh, he's the next hitler no he's not the next hitler he's trying to plug up the leaks from a bunch of treasonous assholes that's what he's doing no not that i entirely agree with trump in every way but in this case i don't like it okay i the, the funny thing about Trump is that he lashed out at Elijah Cummings and I thought I laughed my balls off and all these people are out there saying oh my god Trump this is just another example of why he hates cats kittens puppies and dogs clearly he is a racist okay here's the thing he's not wrong about Baltimore He's not wrong about it. I've been to Baltimore. I don't want to go back. Oh, the Inner Harbor is so nice. No, it's not. It's nice during the daytime. It ain't good come 4 or 5 o'clock until sunrise. So, no, the Inner Harbor is not nice. And somebody wrote an article about the, the treasures of Baltimore. I think you've got the IRS office. And you've got, uh, you know, where they cut the checks for your tax returns or something like that. Oh, oh, wow, that's great. They don't tell you about how they hooked up Baltimore with a shitload of microphones so that they can triangulate the sound of gunshots if somebody was to fire a pistol. They don't tell you that. They don't show you the pictures of youths beating up, uh, not beating up, but destroying property. They don't tell you any of that. And all they're oh my god, it's it's so racist. Trump called it a rodent infested mess and ranks last in almost every major category. And he's not wrong. You can go 
on uh, Twitter and just look at all of the video, tons of videos, tons of videos of the just filthy, filthy looking Baltimore areas. And yeah, it is Elijah Cummings. It's his mess. And he maybe he shouldn't be walking around in $3,000 suits. And he should also stop putting shoulder pads in his suits because he looks ridiculous. Looks like he left the coat hanger in them. It's it's it. But I understand what they're trying to do. Any sort of criticism that they can slant as racism, they will do. And then they say, "Oh my God!" Well, Trump goes against every single black person. Actually, no, he doesn't. He also goes against Nancy Pelosi. And everybody else. Basically, anybody that critiques him, Trump is going to unload on them. And Elijah Cummings is just the latest victim. And he happens to be black. Big effing deal. Nobody, everybody is tired of this race-baiting bullshit. Where you can't say, or Trump, I shouldn't say you. Trump can't say anything about a female, about somebody that's not white, uh, you can only say things about white people if it includes Nazis and uh, KKK members, which KKK was started by the Democrats. You can only do those things. So I, it's nonsense. I think people are really getting tired of the whole race baiting uh, line and the tactic. It's a, it's a nonsense tactic. Even Baltimore's mayor, she went out there. I think this was from 2018. Yes, uh, September of 2018. This was uh, tweeted by Steve Guest. He, uh, what did he do? He broadcast or t retweeted a clip from Fox 45 with Baltimore Mayor Catherine Pugh. Mayor Pugh, aptly named, is quoted as saying, What the hell? We should just take all this shit down. And she's looking at all these buildings that are boarded up. Whoa, you can smell the rats. You could smell the dead animals. Oh, that's what she's saying. I guess she's a racist too. Oh, she can't be a racist because it appears that she is a woman of color. So there you go. And there's also, I think Trump tweeted, uh, someone please explain to Nancy Pelosi, who was recently called racist by those in her own party, AOC, that there is nothing wrong with bringing out the very obvious fact that Congressman Cummings has done a very poor job for his district and the city of Baltimore. Just take a look. The facts speak far louder than words. The Democrats always play the race card, when in fact they have done so little for our nation's great African-American people. Now, oh, and then he goes off and he, you know, toots his own horn and strokes off. So, what you're seeing here... Oh, and there was another clip and this is from Baltimore resident Michelle and you can find this uh, let's see Ryan Savadra uh, last name is S-A-A-V-E-D-R-A -A -A. and he uh, posted this clip this is from CNN and Victor Blackwell was asking Michelle from oh no <laughs> was asking Michelle from Baltimore what she thought and Michelle is a a woman of color, uh, what Michelle thought about Trump calling out Elijah Cummings. Michelle said what he said was definitely true. 
Cummings hasn't done anything for us. He's worried more about caring for illegal aliens at the border than his own people. Trump is not racist. I'm glad he put Cummings on blast. The rats just didn't come. Those houses just didn't get torn down. They've been like this. Wow. Wow, this is from somebody that is supposed to be the stereotypical Democrat, an African-American female living in Baltimore. And even she's saying enough of this crap. Cummings is a loser. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And he's just out there to collect a paycheck and uh, wear $3,000 suits. That's all he's out for. Pardon the dead air. I have to take a sip. Like I said, I'm sick. So I'm doing this. I, I am uh, tapping into my mental fortitude, my spiritual fortitude, and also just my basic physical fortitude to make the Cafe American podcast a weekly event that is uh, usually posted on Tuesdays. Uh, even though I am sick and I'm not feeling very well, this is the kind of of broadcast professionalism that you're going to hear right here on the Cafe American podcast and any other podcast or radio show that I do. Okay, last story, because I always talk about this kind of thing. Usually I did it in the beginning, but now I'm going to see I got the sniffles, too. So you hear me sniffing on the air. So I talk about this often. And I usually relate it. I usually relate it to the coming of the ninth planet, or or twelfth planet, or planet X coming back into the solar system, and that planet knocks all of the other planets off course. So their poles get mixed up. Uh, north becomes south. North becomes east or west. Whatever else, everything gets screwed up. Usually, if you read your ancient mythology, this planet is heralded with asteroids and meteorites. So this planet drags all of this dirt and junk. It's supposed to be a, uh, I believe, uh, about the size of Neptune and a brown dwarf. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that's what it's supposed to be. I definitely know it's supposed to be the size of Neptune. Uh, I'm not particularly sure about the brown dwarf uh, comment, but I, I'm pretty, I'm not 80%. I'll give myself an 80%. Sure. That, that that's what it is. So the Washington post now you have other, you have NASA out there and they're out there almost every week saying we need asteroid defense. What do they know that we don't, what aren't they telling us the Soviets? I mean, the Russians, supposedly have technology that allows them to determine if there's anything coming towards the Earth and what the range of this thing is 300,000 miles. They can determine whether or not something is coming towards Earth. The Washington Post is reporting that out of nowhere, a giant city killer asteroid whizzed past the Earth seemingly from thin air. And stunned astronomers after only being discovered last week, days before it flew within around 45,000 miles of Earth or less than 20% of the distance to the moon, that this asteroid popped up out of nowhere. 
I was stunned, said Alan Duffy, lead scientist at the Royal Institution of Australia. This was a true shock. The asteroid wasn't one that scientists had been tracking, and it had seemingly appeared from out of nowhere, Michael Brown, a Melbourne-based observational astronomer, told the Washington Post. According to the data from NASA, a craggy rock was large, an estimated 57 to 130 meters wide, and moving fast enough along a path that brought it within 73,000 kilometers, or 45,000 miles, of Earth. That's less than one-fifth of the distance to the moon, and what Duffy considers uncomfortably close. So you're seeing more and more stories like this, day in, day out, week after week. We had uh, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, there were three asteroids that passed extremely close to Earth. And it was like, uh, oh, we didn't see them. We don't know where they came from. I wonder if we're having a Starship, Starship Troopers kind of thing going on. I don't know about that. But the idea is that something is coming back into the solar system. And something is dragging all of this junk with it, if you want to call it junk. They could be transports, and they're just telling you it's an asteroid. You never know. Uh, and uh, finally, th what this planet is supposed to do, being that it's altering poles, it's also going to alter, guess what? It's going to alter climate. So all of these climate change people, yes, climate change is in fact occurring. Without a doubt, we all see it. We all saw what's been going on this summer. Massive floods, awkward rains, heat waves. You now, in, Norway hit 90 degrees Fahrenheit this week. Uh, Alaska has been at least 80 degrees for the past two weeks. And Alaska, including Siberia, not, to, not that you can see one from the other. Uh, they're experiencing massive, massive forest fires. So this doesn't happen in the tundra. There's something going on here. And there was an interesting study. And I this is what I'm going to tell you. The, the scientists in Finland and also Japan, they say that human contribution to the temp to CO2, not CO2, uh, okay, human contribution, I'll just read you the damn thing. Instead of going back and forth and trying to summarize it for you, I'll just read the damn thing. To quote uh, Bill O'Reilly, fuck it, we'll do it live. A new scientific study could bust wide open deeply flawed fundamental assumptions underlying controversial climate legislation and initiatives... Uh, let's see, and initiatives, and this is according to, let's see, what was this according to? Science Daily, that's what it is. There you go. A new scientific, so on and so forth, and initiatives such as the Green New Deal, namely the degree to which climate change is driven by natural phenomena versus man-made issues, Measured as a carbon footprint. Scientists in Finland, this is also validating a Japanese report, uh, found practically no anthropogenic climate change. Meaning, anthropogenic is man-made. After a series of studies, during the last 100 years, 
the Finnish researchers bluntly state, the temperature increased about 0.1 degrees Celsius because of carbon dioxide. The human contribution to that 0.1 degrees Celsius was 0.01 degrees Celsius. That is a rounding error. It's not even big enough to be a rounding error. Nothing is going on. Humans are not contributing to the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere in any statistically significant way. This is also backed up by the team from Japan at Kobe University, which has furthered the Finnish researcher's theory. New evidence suggests that high-energy particles from space, known as galactic cosmic rays, affect the Earth's climate by increasing cloud cover, causing an umbrella effect. And this was also reported in the, sci the uh, journal Science Daily. The prime driver of climate warming was not due to man-made factors. It's due to the sun. That's what it's due to. It's due to the sun. The study provides an opportunity to rethink the impact of clouds on climate. When galactic cosmic rays increase, so do low clouds. And when cosmic rays decrease, clouds do as well. So climate warning, warming may be caused by an opposite umbrella effect. I will go, your intrepid host will go one step further. Technically, if we're to believe this study, which I do, that cloud cover contributes more to carbon dioxide and also increasing temperatures, I will say this. Then if that's the case, then yes, man-made climate change is happening. And that is happening because of chemtrails. Maybe they should stop spreading and spraying uh, nanometals throughout the atmosphere. Maybe you wouldn't have so much cloud cover. Maybe if you took responsibility for spraying the atmosphere and the rest of the planet with chemtrails, nanotechnology, you wouldn't be in this problem. So there you go. That's my personal opinion. And here's another thing. Ah, forget it. I'm not going to go into it. But the idea is this. Is there man-made climate change? Possibly, if we're to believe this article and clouds are the issues, this article does not do any studies on the chemtrail phenomena. And nor would they, because then that, they would have to admit that something is going on that nobody is supposed to talk about. But if you do talk about it, then all of a sudden this makes sense. Chemtrails are altering the CO2 in the atmosphere. And technically, the politicians that are telling you that it's man-made climate change, technically, they are correct. But they're never going to tell you that it's the governments that are doing this. They're never going to tell you that it is the governments that are causing the climate change through nanotechnology. And with that, my voice is shot. My nasal cavities are crying out to me. 
Uh, let's see, what else? One last thing with Epstein. He was found in his cell. He was strangled or something like that. Power outages. And Ghislaine Maxwell, his madam, is on her way to be being investigated. And I hope all of them end up in the clink. So that's it for me. A very sickly Christian for the Cafe American podcast. You can find me on YouTube, Stitcher, Podbean every week on thewakeupradio.com. The show is Resonance from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and every other Saturday on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM and WUSB.FM every Saturday 8 to 10 p.m. That's it for me for Cafe American.